It's the time of the year that everyone loves. The time where we all get together and we criticize queens for doing bad impressions. It's Snatch Game in the US! I'm Minty. I'm Annie. And today we're going to talk about how drag queens are sometimes not funny in Drag Race. Oh yeah, both are comedy. Uh, it's, I believe, US 9 and UK 8. Oh man, that um last week break really brought the numbers together. Yeah, too bad they can't match up. So first half, we talk about the US Snatch Game. Then the second half, we'll try to do like an alarm if we remember, no promises. We'll do um comedic stand-up. When you hear a really bad Scottish <laughs> and British accent, you know we skipped across the pond. You know what? Okay, straight off the bat, did you like US or UK better? Oh, wow. Put me on the spot. Well, okay, I'll start first. I like US better because I just don't get UK humor. Fair enough, Biden. This match game is pretty good. It's definitely not the best one. Especially... Well, okay, I mean, the winner was the winner. For winner, sure. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Did I do the RuPaul Trixie Mattel? You can't watch RuPaul Drag Race funniest scenes. All you do now is just, <laughs> like, steal scenes from that. And I'm like... Okay, to be fair, okay, the Trixie Mattel bombing RuPaul is one of the most iconic moments. Uh, right there next to the Beyonce Blue Ivy. Oh, there, there's so many bombs. Detox as Keisha. I was like, the fuck? Who's the one? who peed on stage? The one I just mentioned. No, I had so much respect for Detox. Detox in season 5 is not that great. Detox in All-Stars 2 is fantastic. Okay, what was the... Was that a mini challenge in Snatch Game? No, right? This is when they did the audition for Pantyholes. Oh, right. Which I think they were doing like a, one of the songs of RuPaul's old band, the uh, PP Hole? Flat? Pole. I'm so used to PPE, I thought you was gonna say it. <laughs> Okay, with the edit that the show did, you knew that Tina Burner won. Because she's an entertainer. Why do they always say, um, Tina Burner? That's how RuPaul says it. Oh, okay. That's why we're always going to say, Ivy Winters. <laughs> and, oh wait, I don't think RuPaul says, Lawrence Chaney. Kind of does. What else he does? Well, we'll hunt you this so much. <laughs> okay, let's, so yeah, Tina Burner won. Did she win a put? No, it vanished. I mean, it was just, like, RuPaul kind of just took the chains in her pocket and threw it at her. <laughs> That's worth more than anything. <laughs> that's, worth, that's worth more than anything they win in UK. Oh, the BBC's got money. Not to them. I don't know. So let's go over each queen, the role they played in Snatch Game, and the runway look, which was Fascinating Fasteners, which Annie thought was a belt. Okay, the first person that came out had a belt, and a I only know, be- you know, um, belt seat fasteners. A very small belt that no way could have been the focus of that How outfit. How do you know what a fastener is? Because I watched Fashion Photo Review. A fastener, if you couldn't pick up on it from watching the episode, is something, is like a head accessory that's kind of like more bobby pin on their head because it doesn't really seem like it should be there but because it's bobby pinned or hair pinned in a certain way it's like almost like magic. You complain that they never did styles of clothes like this before but last season they did capes. I'm just saying they don't do it this often. Okay, fair enough. Usually it's like a theme, but this one's like ruffles. I like it. I like it for a few of them. I guess UK does more of the themes, huh? Like nautical? Yeah, which is cool. And I feel like as more, um... Diversity? Well, okay. <laughs> Depending on who you get, right? <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. So, first was Candy... Okay, this is the order of which we I find out 
the roles. So first is Candy Muse. She is Patrick Star. No idea who that is. She wasn't funny. She was just herself. And I know that works for some girls. I'm just sick of all the big girls doing it. It always works with the big girls with the big personalities. Because like Yuriko Hara, Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Latrice. Latrice? She's not as loud as the other big queens though. Yeah. Shoot. Who was I going to say? Oh, my bad. <laughs> like Ginger Minj. Oh, gosh. Widow Von Du did not do well, if I remember correctly. Oh, I didn't think she made it to Snatch Game. I couldn't tell you if she did or not. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just kind of... I think it might have been funnier if we knew the person. Maybe. She had a, like this black, white, that very popular pattern, ruffles, with the muse on her head and... Your favorite thing, the branding. Oh, God, I hate when a queen puts a fucking name on. Like, we know who you fucking are. Take that shit off. Is it me or is it very boxy, her outfit? It was, as you said when we were watching, not very flattering for her shape. She kind of looked like a ball. Yeah, I guess so. Fat ball of boring blob. <laughs> and then we get to Denali, who I thought did a great job as Johnson Von Ness. I think Denali did a job good enough to be safe. <laughs> well, you know Jonathan. You actually watched Crew Eye for the straight guy. Was it good? No, I mean, it was good. And I, I just... I never liked the Snatch Game performance that's always that type of high peppy energy. Oh. Denali's not that bad as some people sometimes be. Like, like, um, Tina Burner was oh. like that, it's, it's that same weird high energy. Okay, Tina Burner, okay, what's Denali one note like Tina Burner though? No, no, like, Denali did better, but it's still in that vein, so I don't really like those type of performances. You're like a dog. If the voice gets higher than an octave, you start to hurt. <laughs> And then, oh, okay. Did you like Denali's um diner outfit? I agreed with Michelle Visage when she said it was costumey. I mean, it's fun. I there could have been more. What's drag if not costumey though? There's this difference. I don't know between like drag and party city. I guess I guess if she came on a ball gown, would that be better? But the same diner theme? No, maybe like like if she rhinestoned it, or if there was oh. like more components. I don't get the coffee because you never put coffee over your head. No, but I guess it's like her hands were. I, I thought it would be full. more impressive if you had like a diner sign above you. That's I know you don't like it, but like said like the Denali's diner. You'd be cool if she like was balancing plates on her head. That would be cool. What I didn't understand was, did you look at the shoes? It was nude. Right, like it was just a pantyhose with the skates on the bottom. Like what? I don't know how that works. That part almost ruined the outfit for me. <laughs> You're lucky that performance was fine. Okay, no tea, no shade. We'll attack this later. I don't think Denali should have been on the top. For sure. Okay. Then Utica was Bob Ross. Who was only Bob Ross so she could because she had a great makeup idea, but no jokes. Yeah, Utica made Bob Ross so horrifying. Oh yeah, it was really creepy. Like it kinda gave me poppy vibes from Crystal Method. Yeah, but Crystal Method was supposed to be creepy. Yeah. Like I don't know, Bob Ross is so friendly, like, oh we're gonna put a little happy cloud here. And like she ate the paint. That was gross. If, okay, I don't understand why Utica had to do all the smart jokes and not the, just the clear, easy ones, the low fruits. Like, okay, now we gotta beat the devil out of it. <laughs> and like, you can make that to some kind of, like, jack-off joke. I don't know. Like, uh, I, would, I oh, would laugh so hard. Why did Minnie the Pooh get cancelled? Because he was beating the devil in the woods. <laughs> you know? It's like, and by beating the devil, you mean... His penis. <laughs> That's a horrifying Bob Ross, but that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. 
don't know, I do like it when a queen doesn't go super sexual with the characters. That would have been funny. You just needed any jokes. Like, she was like, oh, I was like making myself laugh. Wait, what? Eating paint? Here's what I don't get. That paint must have been edible, right? Yeah, that's why it was in that small spray can. So was it always her plan to eat it? Okay, honey, I didn't know you didn't notice. They come with plot and they have jokes that they already know. So she did plan to eat it. She 100% planned a terrible joke. Yes. Way in advance. Yep. From prepping stages. She watched this joke die in slow motion. <laughs> from audition, she knew that she was doing this terrible joke and have Bob Ross rolling in his grave. You know what? But if she was on the bottom, her outfit was cute. Love the outfit. Love that picnic, very campy outfit. Even though I don't understand why one sleeve was a different pattern. She was a picnic and she had the ants going up her shit. And the bees flying out of the basket. Very popular, the asymmetric trend. How do you think Utica felt when she was wearing an afro of squirrels to not culturally appropriate and then you had Tina Bunter in the back? <laughs> I don't know if Tina Burner's one was a true afro. It was big and puffy and round, but it's not like... I don't know, when you have two black people giving you the go-ahead, go-ahead. <laughs> I guess she, if you don't have an afro... I can see some people not being happy with Utica wearing afro, but I think the majority of people don't care. Nobody's ever said, let's cancel Bob Ross for, I guess, culturally appropriating black folk. No, no, Dr. Seuss is on the docket. We'll make Bob Ross say. Look, when Dr. Seuss had the Asian people with the <laughs> sticks, whatever. Do you see Kamala Hall as um Yoko Ono? Oh yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, that's a bad choice. She's, she's not funny. Why do you pick the side character in a big band? There's not enough Asian people. I was like, she's Asian? And I was like, oh yeah, Ono. Yoko Ono. Can we move on? Um, I'm Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be your Asian? <laughs> what? Well, there's no one to pick. Then got Mick was Paris Hilton. Killed it. That was fantastic oh. oh my that's someone who planned it oh that's yeah that was so funny the whole bit like oh yeah just tell me when the camera's on and you know we'll kill it it's like oh we are on oh hi how embarrassing i know she's just like kissing ass like yeah. you're handsome <laughs> I, I love when it was like raven you did a pass something's like yeah i was trying to be safe yeah i saw that that was rude <laughs> See, okay, the whole performance of Paris Hilton's funny. There's no one-liners that I remember, but all the deliveries, like, oh, I just stuck with what I knew. Giant cocks. <laughs> and people have been saying, like, it's so iconic for, like, US and UK, the two Snatch Game winners were both socialite. Who won UK? Bibini as, um... Oh, okay, gotcha. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was just all woman with big boobs. <laughs> yeah. The nipples are the eyes. <laughs> Who said every hoe is a goal? That's um Aquaria as Melania Trump. That's what all we need. Oh my god, bring back Aquaria with the guy who did the good Trump impression. That'd be funny. Oh, the Vivian. Yeah, with the power of Zoom, we can. <laughs> that would be funny. And Okay, ready for the tepid takes? Did not like the safety pin. Okay, the jacket was nice. And I like that she comes out in a signature look. But goddamn, why the f- So, I mean, I get the safety pin is campy and it's drag and it's just... Uh, it was just too much. And Michelle Vassar's got it. I Okay, drawing the thumbnail was pain the ass because the jacket's black and the hair's black. It was spray painted, but... Well, yeah, but still, you know, I didn't think about that in advance. Do you think I... Watch the video, I don't plan. I digress because we can't judge things about how easy 
easy it is to draw, no matter how much I want to. I forgot that's how you judge things. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind is such, like, always on artistic mode that you're just like, can I draw it? Yes, then I love it. No, I hate it. You know what would have had a great silhouette? Rosé. Can we talk about Rosé? Your horse? My, okay, for the last time, don't say, I don't like it when you say it out of context, especially with Tina Burner behind me. I'm sorry, you're racing horse? Yes, thank you. I thought she had funnier one-liners. Like, her whole performance wasn't as funny as Got Mixed, but I love when they were like, okay, Michelle Vassar went vegan. What does she miss the taste of? And like, anything but this goddamn apple that she gave me. That's that. My favorite part was like, the cancel culture, and how she was able to bring back like, cancer culture to her getting cancelled by being beheaded because it's like none of these ideas are really new they're just new terms for old ideas and she's able to really connect them so that way it still feels like the character is here but is still a character of their time and her Marie Queen of Scott and I was like because a lot of times when a queen picks a smart choice like Bob Ross it doesn't really work well but this was like so intelligently done is this the smartest snatch game performance you've seen like not the funniest the smartest yeah I think so the only one that probably rivals it is on um, Bender LaCrem's Maggie Smith oh yeah you're right like picking someone of like or, or even like Jinx Monsoon little Edie the, they're not like the celebrities you really think of doing yeah and nobody probably knows them but they brought so much character that like it's super unique performances these are people who clearly know who they're playing and of course we'll get to the other smart choice of this season I just want to say season 13 was better than season 12 Snatch Game yeah season 12 only had Gigi Good Good at <laughs> Oh, snatch game. Okay, and then Rosé had the rose outfit. Oh, stunning. Beautiful. If we didn't do her last time, I swear. No, it's too boring. I am not a fan of monochrome outfits, especially if they're all the same shade. I like it because she looks like a cake. You ever see those cake frostings that looks like um roses all over it? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the decorative tips. Yeah. That's not a reason. Man, you have your reason, I have mine. Art is subjective. I mean, I like the fashion too, but... It was big. She looked like a perfume bottle. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Then we get to Elliot with two T's doing Rue McLean, who basically is Blanche Devereaux from The Golden Girls. Okay, the judges touched on this. There's so much funny things about Blanche, about how straightforward she is, how much she doesn't care about your opinion. And all she said was, men. Yeah, and the judge also touched on that. It's like, you weren't supposed to play a slutty character. She's not slutty. And it, it just felt very slut-shaming the way Elliot did it. Cause, and that's the other thing that I was worried about her doing this character. And I know she's mostly supposed to do Rue and not Blanche, really. But it's, it's basically Blanche Devereaux. And I only know Blanche Devereaux from Golden Girls. The thing with her jokes is like she'll say something that just seems innocent. Yeah. Then someone else calls her a slut and she's like, <laughs> no. Oh. I've never seen Golden Girls, so but as someone who doesn't, because that's who you're entertaining sometimes, the people who may or may not know this icon, I think it would have been so funny if when every time Rue said, oh, what kind of men do you like? She answered, oh, Rue, I know what you're selling. You can have my number. <laughs> That would be funny. And then he was like, oh, why is the number 03? Like, oh, that was before the seven digits came out. <laughs> like, make fun of 
other as I don't understand why some of these queens can't understand this other aspects. I guess just because of the nerve, they forget everything. And it is crazy think about how Golden Girls is such an icon in the gay community. Like I get it, but it's crazy to think it is. I think it's really interesting how she thought she could do the gay icon when she wasn't a comedy queen. Yeah, I mean, she, she was like, oh, I just don't want to be safe. And I was like, you don't want to be in danger. Oh, she had so many things she could have done with the Pooh one. Oh, why did Pooh get cancelled? Like, whoa, Roo, back in my day, we, you know the old sudden saying, when a bear poops in the wood, who gives a shit? <laughs> so I say he was minding his own business, as you all should. <laughs> or something, like, this things you could have done with, you know, Blanche. Like, I don't even watch Golden Girls, and I know her. If you haven't watched Golden Girls, I highly recommend to watch it. It's a very good show. Don't watch the blackface episode. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. That was not blackface. It's, it's just referencing it. You know what's more offensive, though? That flamingo look. I thought she was a chicken when she I came out. I thought she was a chicken. It looks like a comb. Yeah, I'm like, flamingo? I barely know her. <laughs> I just don't get it. I didn't get it at all. And it was ugly. And also, her one of her arms was in a weird asymmetric fabric, and it looked like a chicken beak. Oh, it wasn't it, yellow. But when she bends the arm, it looked just like a beak. And then it was on the opposite leg, and I was like, the fuck? That was an ugly outfit. And then we get into Simone, who was Harriet Tubman. That was the other very smart choice. And we don't say smart. I mean, in this case, yes, it was a smart choice for them to play it. But it was also like they play smarter characters. I think you mean the word intellectual. Yeah, I guess an intellectual choice. Intellectual. Whatever. For the this is why I say smart. It's for the Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> oh my god, that entrance. And a joke with a little bit of racism in it is always just funny. <laughs> it is. Maybe not to white people, but... <laughs> It's a little bit funny. The, oh, I saw all these white people and I was afraid and so I hid in my railroad. <laughs> but I had to come out for the snatch game. It's, like, it's for a good call. <laughs> she, vol- she volleyed with Rue the best, I thought. Yeah, so I cannot believe she wasn't on top. She was robbed. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, I might say could... something controversial. I like Simone a little bit better. She's still not one of my favorites. You know what? Yeah, Simone is definitely like... I mean, she's been talented since episode one. And every time she's on top, it's like you like her a little bit more because you are realizing more and more how funny she is. And then she's got, she's already got the good fashion. She's already got the good improv. Not the sewing. <laughs> but there's going to be another sewing challenge. There's going to be. I don't know what the theme would be, not the balls here, but it'll be something. It's going to be one of those like drag on a dime kind of stuff. Ah, okay. And then her look was the white, what do you call it? Like a... Okay, look. She had a whole BLM movement dress. She had the say their names on her fastener and she said all their names. She had the bullet holes. I wish I understood the symbolism of wearing all white and then splattering it with blood because we had that in All Stars with, I think her name was Mariah? Right. She did the whole, um, it wasn't BLM at the time, but social thing where she was white and then she splattered herself with red. Right, I think she was like talking about like immigrants because that's what the big thing was at that time, the whole ice. Do we just call victims angels so they wear all white? Oh, I mean, that is a good point, right? Because what color would red really stand out on if not white? Yeah, I mean, I cannot believe, like, with that amazing performance and that outfit that she was not Oh, yeah, I have no idea why. Because she kind of looked like the Pope with the hat. I think we're not getting some kind of reference. We're too dumb. Yeah, so 
Everyone in the Drag Race tag all pretty much said Simone was robbed, but they never talked about the importance, and I'm like, we should talk about that more. It's like the Bible, right? You read the Bible and you're like, the Bible explains so much, but how come some of these things are just not explained? It's because it's obvious. Like, you like everyone who's reading at that time would know. Can I say that Simone's branding of being really in tune with her culture is 10 times better than Tina Turner's um, branding? (laughs) Burner, sorry. I think Tina Burner could have done a good... Like, not to say that it's easier for Simone, but a queen that plays to their culture is always going to be like... Oh. And it's not cheap, because I think it is somewhat more of a braver thing to do. Maybe it's because your culture is filled with all these witch references, and meanwhile, Ron and McDonald there is wearing the same colors. <laughs> yes, the ketchup and mustard is not cute. But I think Tina does a good job overall. And let's get into who she was. I'm like, I just realized I have a nightmare about ants climbing me and I didn't even notice that about Utica. I had a weird ants nightmare too. I think it's genetic. We'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> oh, I was gonna go into it. Look, I don't know why. Um, It just reminded me that when you said ketchup and mustard because the ants just eating ketchup and mustard off me. See, I was surrounded by ants and it went from like seeing them from on the ground to all of a sudden close up to their face and I was like, I have to wake myself up because I'm, I'm, I'm over this. <laughs> I always lucid dream in nightmares just to wake myself up. Jesus. Yeah. It's horrifying. That's how much Tina Turner has traumatized us <laughs> with her bad snatch game and her bad runway. It wasn't bad. The snatch game? It was okay. That one... Okay, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't funny. She was Richard Simmons. We don't know who he is. How was Tina Burner better than Elliot with two T's when they said the same joke all the time? You just gotta jog. Because you haven't seen Golden Girls. I can't explain it to you. <laughs> it's because Tina Burner didn't butcher the character, I guess. I mean, I don't think Elliot butchered Rue like how Utica did. But I think Elliot just had so much more potential to be more. Yeah. But that one's hard because that's such a subtle comedy, I think. While she knew what she was doing, she did the best she could with what she chose, and it was never gonna be there. Then we get to her runway look, which she was like a derby horse winner. Why would the saddle underneath the neck of the horse? What saddle are you talking about? Her fastener was a horse head on a saddle on top of her head, but then she had the flowers around her neck. Oh yeah, that is weird. I think it's because they realized that it was if you just had the head, it was Godfather vibes, and it was weird. <laughs> Well, you should have just put more flowers on top of your head. Have a flower crown. You know what I didn't like was that she was holding the blue ribbon. Why wasn't it just on you? Yeah, you gotta have a nice bag. You gotta have a nice clutch. Purse first. Maybe it would have been too busy with the flowers and the ribbon. Yeah, but isn't that what it looks like? Yeah, but you know, take liberties. See, I was gonna say the idea is cute, but now that we're talking about it, now I hate the idea. <laughs> do you think Tina Burner is too much in her head and she would be so much funnier if she just came out, or do you think that's horse shit? <laughs> um, I think it's what Tina Burner is good at just doesn't translate to drag in her style. Like, like for some people, it does translate, and for just specifically for her, I guess it's not. Yeah. So she thinks she's gonna like how they like Rose was saying too, like how she thought she was gonna kill it, and she's actually been like middle and high, but she doesn't take the risk. Oh, okay, I don't want to say she doesn't take the risk. Um, I mean it's hard to say because the Rusical was the only one I really felt like she like truly won. Ugh. All the other ones, even when she was high in middle, I didn't think she like deserved the win-win. You better move on to the last queen before we start a whole new episode. Oh, 
Oh, that's why you were mad when I called Rosé a horse. Because Tina was a horse. A literal racing Kentucky winner horse. Move on to the next one, Jesus. So Olivia Lux was Tabitha Brown, apparently a Instagram star that came out during these COVID times. Apparently very popular with the black community. We'll never understand that. (laughs) Absolutely. But to be fair though, I don't think RuPaul's really on Instagram or any social media. Too busy making money, if you know what I mean. We can't talk about that. Why can't we? I don't know. I feel like that's just something you don't... Th- the whole, like, Peppermint <laughs> and Bob the Drag Queen moment, right? Like, you just don't talk about it. She was so one-note, too. I like when she gave everyone fruits. That's all I ever asked for, is for the queens to volley with Rue and the other queens. Oh my god, yes. When you do that, you're a winner. You're a winner, baby. I don't care if you was on the bottom. You was a winner, baby. Which, again, Jinx Monsoon's little Edie... Benda La Creme as little Maggie, they both volleyed with Rue and the other queens a lot. I'm so surprised you don't bring up Benda La Creme more. You love her. She can do no wrong except eliminate herself. <laughs> Supposedly, I read that if she eliminated someone else, it would have been Kennedy Davenport for her poor um, record. Wow. Wait, there's nothing much to talk about Olivia's performance unless you ask Utica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, just just talk about the main fashion. I hated it. It's terrible. It's ugly. It was a weird Dexter Laboratory thing. But it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Why were the chemicals pouring on you? Is that what that was? Yes, that didn't was a get mercury it. chemical, like mad scientist. should have made it green. It she should have had it more in her outfit. It's Something. spilling on you. Now, going back to the drama that you hinted, Utica telling Olivia she did well and then going to Denali and saying she did poor is a bitchy, shady move. Okay, I'm just, I'm not defending her. I'm playing devil's advocate. I understand what Utica meant when she said Olivia did well, but she's on the bottom compared to the other queens. But when Olivia asks how you think she did, it's clearly in a means of, do you think I did well enough to not be eliminated or at least the bottom three? It's not, did I well did well in, against the general population? And then they talked about how, like, Utica is, like... Two-Face? face? Yeah. Were you going to say cunt? No, I was going to say, like, shady. Uh, Why would I say? You know, charismatic, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I mean, I kind of get it. I have that two-face in that way, too, where I'm very different. I I wear different masks for everything. Look, I think you're just being nice. You don't shit on someone in front of their face. It depends, though, because it's one thing to be nice to their face, but then you have to keep up the facade. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be in the same room as them. I feel like if she just was honest about her feelings, like if Candy Muse or Gottmik or Tina Burner from the Caddy Chat said that or did that, no one would bat an eye. It's just like, this shady bitch. But because it was Utica, the super nice queen, people felt betrayed. It's because... If you know what you're getting into, you can at least plan for it. If you don't know, then it's like, then you have to be more on guard. I wish she stood up for herself other than say, "Mm, I don't like confrontation. To be fair though, what else could Utica have said? Because that is true. You, you, she's just being nice because she doesn't want to like ruffle Olivia's feathers. But it's this weird dilemma of like being nice, being yourself, how to get people to be your friends. You're not supposed to, like if your true self is bitchy. Yeah. 
are you supposed to be your true self? And it's like, yes, because you'll find people who like you. But then it's like, are those the people you want to be friends with, though? Are the bitchy people, even though you yourself is also a bitch, when you could just put up a facade and be with people that you want to be with, which are nice people? You know what's funny? The two bottom queens, if you couldn't tell by the description, was Utica and Ellie with two Ts. It was like a battle between the two girls who's kind of putting a facade and trying too hard to be liked. And that's why they didn't do well in Snatch Game. (laughs) Part of Snatch Game is putting yourself in that character. You know, that's why it was like... That's why I got McWan. She knew who Paris Hilton was. Like, she had all those layers of being like, oh, you know, I wanted her to be a party girl with a hint of CEO. Yeah, and even like, like Simone chose a black woman. Rosé chose a Scottish woman. Like, people from their backgrounds in a sense. Yeah. Not literally, obviously. Man, but I wonder, could Elliot with two teeth do good with anyone? I just, I don't see it in her. Some people, you could plan forever. Yeah. You'll just never be good at Snatch Game. And it's like, because it's just not your thing you can't just make something your thing you just gotta hope and pray that you're not the bottom two okay but elliot's thing is dancing and i was getting Alyssa edward vibes from all star five from her <laughs> like i think you misread the song a little yeah so it was utica versus elliot with two t's lip syncing to the song fascinated and it was very obvious it was gonna be these two you know annie thought it should have been um olivia instead of elliot olivia wasn't funny I honestly think if Blanche wasn't such an icon, Olivia would be on the bottom. Yeah, but Ellie was warned about this. Okay, yeah. Okay, you got me there. Yeah, so I think it's the two girls, RuPaul, went up to them and said, Hey, don't do this. You're hoping that you'll be GG good and you don't have to listen to RuPaul's advice and still kill it. Uh, but I swear to God, GG good's the only one who's ever not followed her advice and then it went well for her. That could be others, I just can't remember. I only remember Katya because I believe RuPaul told her she should be someone Russian, but Katya was like, nah. I don't know who the hell <laughs> Katya was. Wait, you talk about season 7? I think about- All-Star. Oh, you're talking about the Bones? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember who she's for, All- for season 7. Wasn't memorable. <laughs> and then, I don't get, Utica had so much drive and Elliot just gave up. Sometimes having too much energy, though, it won't match the song. Yeah. This was kind of a slower song. Okay. But... Alright, lasses, we're done with the U.S. humor, we're going on to the ponds humor. The dirty humor. The what humor? The dirty! The, the down one. and dirty! Oh, um, the pond. It's the pond humor. It's a going across the pond, home. Not how that works. I don't know what the pond they keep talking about. The ocean. It's not a pond, then. Yeah, I don't know what the reference from, but that's just how you call it. Anyways... Now we're on to RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 8, where this was after their Snatch Game. Oh, yeah. And so, so first, we go through the mini challenge, which was to be a macho singer. Where they just sing um, Kitty Girl because they couldn't get the rights to macho, macho. Macho, macho, man. They didn't have a RuPaul reference otherwise. Man. Hey, kitty girl. <laughs> Bunch of femboys just walking around. Lance Cheney's a hefty girl. I forget what you call those chubby boys. Cubs? Otters? No, otters are um, skinny people, but they're hairy. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> anyway, Ellie Diamond won the macho singer after getting turned on by a horror. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. So let's get straight into the drama. That Ellie Diamond, for winning the mini challenge, got to choose the order for the stand-up comedy about relationships. I think in recent seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, the queens, whenever they have to choose the order, they just want to pick an order that really brings up all the queens to make a good show. But it's basically for self-preservation. Yes. Because as you can see... 
there were some people very upset with Ellie Diamond's order, which actually this order is the smartest thing she could have chosen. Why? So, as you know, first and last is the worst positions to be in. Yes. So she picked her two, two of her like biggest competitions to go to and who also are not funny. Yes. And so you basically just don't want to be bottom two. Yeah. Because there's a good chance she's bottom three. So she did everything she could to avoid bottom two. Do you think it's interesting how we kind of had a repeat from the last episode where there's a girl desperate for a Rupita badge so she fucked over everyone with her advantage? Oh, yeah, because Sister Sister had the 15-minute advantage. Yeah, 15 seconds. Right. Which I thought, okay, props to Sister Sister for kicking all the fabric she wanted to the side so she didn't have to, you know, bend down and pick it up. Good thinking. <laughs> so first was a horror because she said it in the show. She wants a horror to go first so she looks funnier in comparison. And, okay, a horror. You've been a bitch to Ellie this entire time. And then when Ellie bites back, you're just like, oh, now I'm victim. And I'm like, girl, come on. It's funny because I, I think Sister Sister said last episode too, she's not letting the queen shit on her anymore. And Ellie Diamond was like, I'm going to be more assertive. I'm not going to let the queen shit on me. It could also be the editing magic though. That's true. So I feel like in UK and US, we both had a queen who was really nice, but a lot of people got mad because they got a little shady. Which is like, I don't know if Ellie was being shady yeah just being very strategic i thought it was funny how we both laughed our asses off when lawrence cheney got upset being like you put me off the bibbony she's the funniest one here and we was like bibbony <laughs> yeah bibbony you know what we should have seen this coming bibbony did well on the improv challenge and she won snatch game oh yeah i guess we just really don't like bibbony yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of the avant-garde queens, that's why. I'm sorry, I just got PTSD to her final runway. <laughs> but we'll get back to that later. It's hard to talk about this drama because Taste said everything. <laughs> Taste was like the voice of reason. Yeah. You're in a competition show. You're in it for yourself. I don't know if what Elliot was saying was true. Was like, oh, if you were in my position, you do the same thing. Like, like that's... That's whatever. Yeah. But Taste is right in that you're in a competition, you're in it to win it. There can only be one winner. Why wouldn't she do what she did? You know how the US All-Star was like, oh, let's just vote whoever, you know, deserves it. Let's be nice. UK All-Star would be like, you're my biggest competition. Go home. I'm going to Manila Vazan you. <laughs> I mean, that's what the advantage of like these early seasons are. Yeah. Because there's... It's not, like, for certain that these queens may have seen all, like, the U.S. seasons. Because it is harder for them to find the sources of the U.S. episodes. Yeah. But it's also, like, they, they haven't really experienced what the consequences are for doing certain actions. Like, I don't think... I hope nothing happens to Ellie for these actions. And I don't think anything should because that's just how you play the game. Oh, okay. There was this untuck moment. I guess they call it untuck when they just go in the back. When Ellie was like, RuPaul knew what I was doing and praised me for it. And Lawrence changed like, ah, oh, but she knew it was shady then. I was like, Lawrence, this color ain't great on you. The pink and the green. And the red. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll talk about all that later. But yeah, I was just like, Lois, just, you gotta calm down. I'm glad Ellie stood her ground and didn't change the order. Yeah. Bitch, you can't be crying. 
Because <laughs> I, I kind of get that. I kind of get the two sides. But Ellie felt really bad to do this, but she kind of had to. And Lawrence was saying, well, you can't feel that bad then because you did it. And Hoya and Lawrence, mm, they got really tight from hating Ellie Diamond. They had to. That's going to be the last time talking to each other. Something that irked me, I know it's no one's fault. I just wish we had a little bit more opinions from Bibini. You know why. Switzerland? <laughs> Because Bimini's like, put me from one to five, I am going to kill it. No one can distract me from what I have to do. Yeah. So, let's go into each queen's comedy routine and the final runway look, which the theme was stoned on the runway, which Annie thought meant weed. I thought it meant weed. I didn't know it meant rhinestone. How could I think it meant rhinestone? Because U.S., all the themes have been, like, towards fabric choices. But we just had a caveman one. Like, Beat It, Fascinating Fasteners. But this is UK. Tool. I guess the Tool one was. La May You Stay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought it was a weed joke. I won't apologize for being a stoner. I don't think it's even legal in London. I'm just saying rhinestone is bedazzle. What, bedazzle on the runway? I don't know. Bedazzling. Whatever, Ahora came up and we couldn't hear anything she said because of the BBC rules. Yeah, so Ahora apparently had... I thought Ahora actually did a pretty good job. Well, how do you know? She, only the first half was funny and I think she went... I don't know if you're going to let me say it. I think she went to insist route with the grandma. I really hope not. I really hope not. That's not what she was trying to get at. Because then she was talking about how she loves her nan. And you're basically saying... She loves her nan. I just can't figure it out. Whatever it was, I thought Ahura did a pretty good job. I know you really like her outfit. Her outfit during the stand-up was amazing. Her chandelier ivy bag looked real down after seeing Denali. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. It looked just like Denali's one. Except I didn't like any of these outfits. Oh yeah, they're all terrible. I, oh my goodness, we should pick on air and only the viewers will know who we pick. How does that work? I don't know, let's skip it. Just know at this point, I don't know who I'm doing for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> then Ellie Diamond came out. What was her jokes? Her jokes was like, oh, there's the dirty diamond. Oh, right. Okay, now we're all thinking, hell yeah, she should have been on the fucking bottom. <laughs> but she really played to humor that went for RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Because they really like dumb sex jokes. Like how um Crystal Method was very popular as, um I forget what his name was, like Jacket the, Phil. Or... Yeah, the redneck. Yeah, so... Who, like, did all the poop jokes, right? Or something. I don't understand. At one point, I must have gotten lost because she used that voice for her date. Be like, do you want to go up and shag? Like, yes! It's like, uh, what? Why are you saying yes to yourself? Are you, are you going to do the devils? Elliot should have gotten home. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... Her final runway wasn't even that great. Oh, it's ugly. She didn't pad. I... <sighs> If you're going to do a fur look, you either go all the way or you make it a very small accent. Yeah. Don't fur jack. Don't do a small fur jacket. Don't do a small fur skirt. Like, what were you? Were you literally a Yeti? She was, she was Elsa from How It Go. Yeah, that's why I stumbled twice <laughs> to try to get that work, but I didn't. What were you trying to say? Uh, something I'll let it go and ho. Okay. I don't Just like Elliot with two Ts. No. Just like Ellie Diamond, there's nothing to say here. It was an ugly outfit. I'm not sure why he wasn't on the bottom. I think it was a, you know, the RuPaul edit. Ooh. The why we set up Angie against Brooklyn Heights. Yeah. Final five, too. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Oh, I spoiled it. Yeah, you did. My bad. <laughs> then we get 
talking to Bibini, who was very funny. I thought, okay, you didn't like it. I- to be fair, um, I didn't like any of them, but Bibini was the funniest. She had a great timing. Yeah, and I thought she was dressed very well. Yeah. Except for her bloody acne jacket look. Okay, I get the fashion. I get that it's unique. I still think it's ugly. I just... No, I don't care if it's avant-garde. Like, you could come in in a beautiful toilet dress. It's still probably gonna look ugly because it just think you just think of toilet. I wonder if people... I, actually, I, I think we can say it. Do anyone with acne actually gain confidence from seeing like this really beautiful woman with bedazzled rash. I do not. Yeah, but we don't... I forget what the word is. We don't project onto things. I we don't, s- yeah. yeah. Like, we never look at representation and be like, yeah, that's me. I mean, I just have horrible memories of acne. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, none of... I don't know. Bibini should have won. I won't contest that. That ugly outfit. And I think she said, not a joke, just a fact, a little bit too much. It was kind of like... I forget her name already. The one who won season 12 who did... Look over there! Oh, Jada Essen Hall? Yes. I think she did that joke a little bit too much. But because everyone else bombed, it was super funny. I don't know, they'll just merchandise it. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to Lawrence Cheney, who did a gay coming out story bit. I thought it was cute and funny. I really liked it. I thought it was funny too. I think she just needed a little bit more jokes. Like, I know the whole punchline was, Hey, father figure, come over here. Your son wants to announce he's gay. (laughs) What I don't get was because when the mom said, Yeah, we know we're happy for you. Like, I thought that was a joke. Yeah. That was funny. What I didn't like was that her starting off with the camel toe didn't have a real transition to this story. What happened to the subtitle? Wasn't funny enough. Oh, you have a limited time, right? There was a bit about like, oh, if you had a, you know, if you can't understand me, sorry, there's no subtitles, something like that. Yeah. And I just wish she had like went into like an angle of let me tell you about the movie of my life. Let me give you some um, be a flight attendant here, give some pre things. Don't look at my camera toe. Look at my face. Face is <laughs> up here. If you can't understand what I'm saying, pray to God that they invent subtitles. I O L. And I'll sit back, relax. Look, I'm just happy Lawrence was safe. <laughs> Top two, baby. Yeah. Well, okay. She had a pink diamond alien look. That's a Doctor Who reference. That's I, ugly as shit, right? We should have been in the Super Who Lock fandom. We would have gotten it. Look, sometimes you can bejazzle the crap out of something and still gonna be ugly. Like, this was just ugly. And there was no silhouette. I feel bad for insulting Camp, though. I didn't think about it like that. Because, yes, can we sit here all day and say this campy look is ugly? Yes. But is it supposed to be pretty? Or is it supposed to be kind of like funny? See, I didn't get funny either. Uh, We should have watched that one, the fashion gala with camp as a theme. I've seen some of it. I saw Zendaya was um, Cinderella. That was like one of the big ones. And then there was like a Girl Scout dress I know. Where like the top was a Girl Scout and the bottom was like a campfire. Oh, that's cute. I didn't see that one. I could be making this up. But yeah. So I, is this a camp look or is it glam? It must be camp, right? I would assume camp. So I'm just going to judge it as um, technical skill. Like I'm not supposed to judge it if it's pretty. Fair enough. Then we get to Taste, who basically had a no love bit. I thought it was pretty 
pretty entertaining. Because you know what? She did what I think what like Jasmine Masters and Jada and Hall wanted to do was like to be funny, like to have like what they are naturally as funny, but be in a scripted funny. Because I, man, you know, there's a glaze over your eyes. Like, like I have no idea what you're talking about, Minty. What the? F- we can't be in the same room. Jasmine Masters did the whole your asshole stinks. Oh. And Jada Essen Hall did the pee and pageant. Oh. I'll I, tell you why they didn't work. Because they wanted to do kind of what Taste was doing. They it, just wanted to be themselves. But because if they told the story to their friends, it would be funny. But to say it in the scripted stand-up comedy format, they didn't translate it. It sounds like they did what a horror did then. They went really crude humor that they do with a kiki, but they wasn't thinking about doing it, you know, scripted. You know, in a sense, Because yeah. Taste wasn't telling a story. She was just sexually molding to beans. Yeah, that was funny. It, no, don't get me wrong. I don't understand why Taste was on the bottom. Who would you want to be on the bottom? Ahora and Elliot. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Ahora and Elliot, two T's. Hmm. Ahora <laughs> and Elliot. <laughs> Boy, you really didn't like Elliot. Just keep that <laughs> So you thought Ahora and Ellie? Yeah. Huh. You didn't think Ellie did worse than Taste? Huh. No, yeah, I guess I agree with you. Yeah, it should have been Ellie and Ahura instead of Taste and Ahura. Uh, okay, this is a reference no one's going to get. In the try, guys, there was a kid who could not eat all the ice cream in a competition because one of them had alcohol. You cannot judge something you didn't consume all of it. If I didn't hear most of Ahura's bit, I cannot judge it. She's on the bottom. If you can't judge it, you can't put it on the bottom. No, she's disqualified. She automatically is on the bottom. Oh. So that's why Ahura belongs there and I think tasted better than a horror but like for Ellie it's like I don't the Ellie was doomed to fail because the guy who was helping them didn't tell her the scary voice wasn't funny yeah, but Ellie became safe in the end. That's the only thing, so... And I feel like Ellie's only safe because she went after a whore, so I think it's just all strategy. Like, if she went after anyone else... Oh, I mean, yeah, Ellie knew what she was doing. She knew a whore was going to be the worst, so putting herself after a whore is fine. So it's like, I cannot believe the order mattered that much. Dude, do you not remember the huge debates earlier seasons had when it came to... I thought it was, like, all in the head, though, you know, of the competitors. No, they always explained why, like, the orders are the way they are. You never want to start it because you're starting the, the tone of it. You never want to end it because that's what people's going to remember last. That's why um in season six, Bianca was last. Oh. Because they wanted to put the best comedy queen in one of the worst positions, but she's so damn funny that she killed it. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Guys, go Google it. So yeah, you never want to go after someone who's good because you're going to flop compared to them. There was one season that was saying that you shouldn't go before someone that was good either because then you get outshined. Because then then your performance is just unrememberable at that point. But basically, being in the middle is kind of safe. If you bomb it, it won't be too memorable. And to be honest, if you're good, you wouldn't necessarily be in the middle. Well, except in this case. Yeah. Clearly. But that's why Ellie's planned it the way she did. I also think that's also why Elliot's performance is also the most unrememberable because she became before Bibini. Ah, so you kind of forget how bad she did? Yeah. I do wish Bibini and Lawrence was Switch. Mm. I think it would have had a better flow. Lawrence wouldn't have been as mad. I just... 
Lawrence, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have never been mad at Ellie. It's just a game. Like, your YouTube channel, as of right now, I don't know what day this is, but you didn't do your makeup video talking about your episode, so I think you kind of know you're going to get some backlash. Or something, yeah? Because it's like, come on, Lawrence. What the hell? Can't get mad at Ellie for trying to win something that could change her life. We didn't talk about Tace's, um, last look. I don't- it was very hard to read. It was ugly. I know Michelle Visage was beautiful, but I thought it was ugly. I thought it was a little bit too busy. It's because it's diamonds, then it's like metal underneath, and then she's wearing like a stocking? Yeah. The hell does stocking come from? And then we end up picking it, I don't know, <laughs> for the thumbnail. We'll see. I, it was very weird. But anyway, so Horror and Taste were on the bottom, and they had the lip sync to You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. And I know we shouldn't on Lawrence, but Ohora also should not have been. But Ohora is always a bitch. Ohora is always a bitch. Like, yeah, just... But this is a ship song, right? Ohora Taste? Taste Whore? Yeah. Oh my god, is that the ship name? Taste Whore? God, I hope. Maybe just a taste. Okay. Oh. Yeah. A little taste. <laughs> you don't have to say you love me. I know. We live together. Oh, it was super close. I didn't know who was gonna win. Oh, yeah, I did not know. When they said taste, I was like, Ellie Diamond just lost 10 years of her life. I guess gain, because she did not want Lois and Ahura to team up on her for the rest of the competition. Yeah, I hope. I hope this taught Ahura something about not being a bitch, because people do bite back, and it could fuck you up badly. Hey, she won the fashion challenge. That's all she can ask for. And she's got two repeated badges, even though the group girl group challenge was... Does not count. It, it, it doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think it really counts. I think they should have just picked one. Yeah. And it probably should have been Lawrence because she picked the team. Yeah. But whatever. So, you know, next week we're going to get US. They're going to make over each other because, you know, COVID. Oh, I am so excited to see that. I think that's going to look awesome. I'm I'm afraid for um Tina Burner and Rosé together. That's some shady shit. I didn't see any other other pairs, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's probably one of those, like, the production team picked it. Yeah, because there's no way they're standing next to each other. What would be interesting is if someone did pick it. Yeah. Because if you're a light-skinned girl, (sighs) then you would give yourself... You would give someone of your same complexion, but everyone else opposite. Because actually, if you think about this, four black girls and three white girls and a Mexican girl. Denali. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, and I believe... There's four blacks. Yeah, we didn't see UK's um next episode. No, they're doing an acting challenge. You see Michelle Vassal, like, did you read your blipping script? Oh, right. They're like, a weird drama. I think it's one of... Yeah, you know what? I don't know what this is. They've already did the improv. They already did the musical. I guess it's just the scripted one that they have to do. Four black girls. We're gonna have to end this. There's four black girls in the US. Wait. There is, right? Simone, Candy, Olivia, Dentina, Burner, Rose, Utica, Got me! Five white girls! Four! What? Okay. 